How many of you have ever heard the, or said the phrase that you want to be a part of a spirit-led church or you want to be a spirit-led person? How many of you also remember that the fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5 includes self-control? Here's the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the same Spirit you want to be led by. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, say it with me, church, self-control. Anyone else find it interesting that Paul says the fruit of the Spirit is self-control? Wait a minute. You know what Paul meant. He meant spirit control. That's what he meant. He didn't mean self-control. He meant spirit control. No, Paul meant what he said. You see, that's one of those things that we have to understand and properly define. In some charismatic circles, and I'm not taking shots at charismatics right now, but in some charismatic circles, this has come to mean something rather foreign to Scripture. Being spirit-led is akin to the concept of possession. Instead of demonic possession, it's God possession. It's being moved about by the Spirit of God. Let's be clear. That idea, that idea, whether you know it or not, is not in the Scripture. Sure, people have visions. They have dreams. 2 Peter 1.21 says the men of old were carried along by the Spirit to speak prophetically. But what does that mean in its context? In its context, it was contrasted with you interpreting prophecy your own way. You don't get the right to do that. Men were carried along with right interpretations of Scripture. This is a real important thing. Make no mistake, the Spirit-filled Christian is a self-controlled Christian. If we want to be a Spirit-led church, if we want to be a Spirit-filled people, then we will, uh, we will accept the fruit of that very same Spirit, which causes us to be in control of our lives. Let me give you an example from Scripture. In 1 Corinthians, in the gatherings there, they were abusing spiritual gifts. You all know this. They were abusing spiritual gifts, and, and in particular, they were abusing the gift of speaking in tongues. Make no mistake, we should not forbid the speaking in tongues. Make no mistake, we should not become cessationists who have, no, uh, who, who have no root in the Scripture for what they believe. But if there is a gift like this, right, they, they spoke in tongues, they were to see if there was an interpreter present. If there was no interpreter present, listen to me, if there was no interpreter present, what were they supposed to do, church? They were to shut their trap, right? If there wasn't, think about it, no, no interpreter present, which demanded foreknowledge, doesn't it? It doesn't say speak the tongue, and then if there's no interpreter present, retract your words. You can't do that. None of us can bring back our words. I know we all wish we could sometimes, but it is to know before. If you didn't have an interpreter, you were supposed to pray for the interpretation, but that doesn't mean you would get the interpretation. But it also implies you would know if you got the interpretation. Otherwise, you were, to, you were to remain quiet. Listen to this. Isn't speaking in tongues godly? Speaking in tongues is a godly thing. Just like eating all things that are clean, it's a godly thing. Just like doing anything in our Christian liberty is a good thing. But freedom is not to be the cause of someone to stumble. It is to be an exhibition of love and help for them to grow. Which means self-control is a spirit-ordained idea. This is why order in our church services is an important biblical matter. God never communicates the idea that if it's truly a God, godly thing, you should just wing it and let the spirit flow. This isn't biblical. God says even when it's good and clearly defined according to scripture, 
It's subject to self-control. So why am I bringing this up? What does that have to do with Romans 14? Read verse 20 with me. Read verse 20 with me. Romans 14, 20. And look at what it says of that which is good. Verse 20. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are clean, but they are evil for the man who eats and gives offense. The genuinely spirit life, spirit-filled life is a self-controlled life. According to the scripture, the problem with humanity and our sin is that we're actually out of control by nature. We're actually winging it by nature. When it comes to your Christian liberty, which means that you do not practice the things of unrighteousness, but the things of God, when it comes to your Christian liberty, those things are still under the governance of self-control. Because if they cause somebody to stumble, you have a problem. You can eat whatever you want, but for the sake of your brother, you are to restrain yourself. This, in fact, is love. Love. 